What a special time it was last week sharing the stories of the beginning of my birthing journey and what it looked like having babies in the hospital. And then today getting to share with you now what it looks like having babies at home and how God brought me home with my babies and just the difference of what those birth experiences were like having them at home. And I'm so glad to have Caitlin back with me again today. I'm turning the tables again today, and I am going to be the one on the interviewer seat and Caitlin's going to be walking me through this conversation as she does every week on her podcast, the happy home birth podcast. And Caitlin is very dear. She's a mama to two kids. They are five and two. She has a website that is myhappyhomebirth.com where she shares her different podcasts and also shares her happy home birth Academy that she's created as a resource for moms who want to pursue having a home birth or even having a unmedicated hospital birth as well, just to help moms prepare for that in a different way. Uh, Caitlin was a midwife assistant. And when her oldest child was a toddler, she came home from that work, but then realized there really are not enough resources for moms who want to have a unmedicated or a home birth experience. And so began creating that herself. And so I'm so glad she can be here with us again today. And if you missed last week's conversation, don't forget to go back and listen to that. Cause it's really the beginning of my journey of how God led me from having babies in hospitals and really shaped my heart and um, just changed my philosophy on birth and then brought me home. So thanks for joining me again today for this conversation about my births of my last three babies. Hi friends. Welcome to the Seek Holy Living podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. I am so glad to be able to be back and talk about just this birth journey that God took me on. Caitlin, thank you so much for joining me again. Oh, Krista, I am so excited. It was so enjoyable to hear about your hospital experiences, and I'm thrilled to learn more. This is going to be a lot of fun. So between baby number two and baby number three, it sounds like even more shifts occurred. So what, what shifts occurred and then how did that play out in your labor and birth? Yeah. So we, my, well, first of all, my um, women's medical group that I was a part of closed. So that was not the group for me to go to anymore. I feel like God may have closed those doors as a way for me to be open to something different. So of course I looked for a new OB as anyone would and found a new one. And I went, and this one was even more like standardized practice that, okay, you come in, we do an ultrasound every time he, and I remember one time even asking the doctor about, um, something that I was dealing with. I was dealing with some vaginal varicose veins, which was just like a beast. Mm -hmm. No. And she started telling me really, um, just matter of factly, yeah, that's just something that people deal with. And I thought, I feel like there's probably stuff I could do. And if it was a really common thing, I feel like I would have heard about this from other people at some point. Um, anyhow, so through just the state, I felt like I was just a number on their list of patients. And so I thought, I think we want to look into something different, especially since I had had two successful unmedicated births before. 
I really don't want to be fighting this battle. I realized the way that the hospitals are set up are really not that I was the one doing things different. I was the one rocking the boat because I'm doing things differently than the way the average patient does there. When you look at what does a normal birth look like in a hospital, it did not look like what I wanted. So then my next thought was, if I don't want what they provide, why am I going to them to be my provider? And so we looked for a um, other option and we found a birth center in our area that actually even took a portion of our insurance. And so that was nice. They didn't cover all of it, but they cover some of it. And this woman is a believer. And so I was excited to get to have someone who even shared my faith in that way to be able to walk through birth with. And when I went to the first walkthrough of the birth center and she talked about birth in a completely different way. It was like, she was speaking my philosophy of what a privilege they have to be able to walk alongside moms as in this moment where they're bringing their babies into the world in this sacred time and what a privilege it is for them and this still space. And even, and I didn't even know about, hadn't even considered having the baby at home. I was just at a birth center and the smells were relaxing and the atmosphere was peaceful. The birthing rooms were anything but uh, a procedure. It felt more like a blessed space. And I just remember, I just cried. And my mom came with me. We both just cried together. And I was like, this is like, you're speaking my heart. Like, you get me. Why would I not be birthing this way? Why am I going to do this in a place that's not set up well? And I want to make sure I give the proper respect to OBs and hospitals. It is by all means a necessary option. And I'm so thankful that we have trained OBs and trained hospitals and hospital staff and nursing staff to deliver babies, because I think there is a time and place that that's necessary, but my body doesn't need that. My body can birth just fine outside of that space. Anyhow. So I got started. I, we left the OB world and moved into the midwifery world and, and began birthing that way. And my, my really all three of mine, once my philosophy changed, for that second birth about listening to my body and allowing my body to work and getting my mind out of the way enough for my body to be able to do what God made it to do. That really was the biggest game changer. There were other things that played into it. Once I had the care of a midwife, she prepared me very differently for birth. Um, she helped me find a chiropractor who used Webster technique and really made sure my whole pelvis was in the right positioning to be able to birth. Well, she connected me with a DO who did other, um, other, treatments in my body to be able to help make sure my body was in optimal health and alignment for birthing. And uh, she helped treat my varicose veins. Some, oh, it was a game changer. And it wasn't even like, it didn't fix it, but it helped so much more. She helped me um, just in so many different ways, helped me understand pushing better so that I didn't have the same outrageous tearing experiences that I had in the past. And so we actually decided to have a home birth. And so that baby was brought home. We had that baby at home and she was born in the bath and it was beautiful and, and really led me into my next 
two birthing experiences, which we also ended up having both of those at home too. Wow. That's incredible. So it really was, it was just between your education and then the Lord really opening up a space to where you had to choose something different and you realized you had to choose something different and then just trusting in that, trusting in his wisdom and in the innate wisdom that he had given your body um, and then experiencing something that sounds like it was just such a blessing to you. Yeah, it really was. And even again, like kind of looking at the trans transformation that happened and the just the change in thought. I think once you begin to question one thing in an area, it's almost like a light bulb turns on and you realize that God has given us minds and wisdom as we seek him to be willing to step out and do things differently Mm -hmm. and to be different than the standard way of doing things. And I can see this across the board in all of my mothering and the way we do medicine and the way we do education and the way that we um, you know, clean our home and so many things, so many things. Once I begin questioning one thing, it's like, Hmm, wait a minute. If I'm going to question that, then that's going to lead to this question. And it made me brave to question more and more things over the years to where birth was not any fearful. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a procedure to be scared of. It was something that God made us to do. And when our body is healthy and able, then it can happen in a very natural way. And that was another thing about my midwife care that was very different. My body wasn't fully healthy. All of my, all of my births, I had issues with low platelets that actually could have resulted in me hemorrhaging. Mm -hmm. And I bled a lot. My second birth at the hospital, I bled a lot. My third birth that I had at home, And my fourth pregnancy, my midwife caught during my pregnancy that my platelets were on the low side so much so that she said, they're going to continue lowering if we don't do something about it. And so I had to drastically change my diet. I had to add in a lot of supplements. I had to add in some awful teas. Oh, they were so gross. Caitlin, it felt like I was drinking dirt. I called it my dirt tea and I had to drink (laughs) it three times a day. All these things I had to do to try to keep my body healthy in a natural way. And that's another thing my midwife did is she addressed things proactively that when she saw problems, she would say, okay, here's the problem. What here's what I'm going to recommend that we do about it. But it took work on my part. It wasn't easy. Like here, just take this drug or here, we're just going to give you this shot. Um, oh my goodness. One that was like an extreme one. So I tested positive for beta strep with my fourth. And so there are different ways to go about treating that. But if I was having a baby in a hospital, there would have only really been one, one process for treating it, which would have been medication, which I wanted to avoid because of the baby and what that process could be. And so there were natural ways to do it though, but it included like garlic suppositories where you don't even know, know, or like, what are you, I remember showing my sister a picture of this garlic that I had like strung onto dental floss. And she was like, where are you putting that garlic? Don't ask. Yeah. I was like, I know it's the crazy, the things you do, but, but she led me to these processes of things that allowed my body to be healthy and and really gave me a different level of natural care in that way. So baby four got to be born at home too. And it was very um, natural and a natural process. 
the only thing that was interesting that was so different though, at one point I said, my back's really hurting. And I had, you know, you hear about back labor and I've, I've heard of people all, oh, you know, apply pressure to the back, you know, use a tennis ball and really dig it in there. All of those things for back labor. Well, my midwife said, um, your baby's turned. And so we need to get the baby turned the other way. So let's get you back out of the bath and let's do some work. And we had already practiced sifting, um, which is a whole method to be able, what's the other name for it? There's a name for it. You'll. Oh, I just have always called it sifting. They're using the rebozo. There. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we, so we had practiced that. So we, cause we knew that this could be a thing with the positioning of this baby, which is also different. I didn't know that there was a process of even looking at how your babies are positioned in your body, the whole, um, belly, belly mapping. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was different. I had never experienced that with my OBs and my midwives made me aware of this whole thing, the spinning babies and all of their method. It was just a completely different awareness of my babies that when I'd feel my babies kick, once I was with my midwife, I'd say, Oh, that's their foot. Oh, there's their hand moving. Oh, there's their little bottom. And I could feel, and my friends would be like, what, what are you doing? And when I'd have friends who are pregnant, I'd even ask, can I feel, and I try, you know, be able to feel on their body. Like, Oh, can you tell where their feet are? And they're like, who are you? But it was just this different connectedness with my body and my babies that I had through my midwifery care that my OBs couldn't give me. They don't have the time for that, that my appointments with my OBs are long or with my midwife were longer and more personal in different ways, even checking on my mental health and my emotional stability. She cared for me as a whole person. Whereas my, um, OBs cared for me as someone who's a birthing patient, um, which again, is just a different process. So anyway, yeah. So we sifted to get baby turned and it turned my Alice the right way. And my midwives weren't even in the room and they heard me and I felt a change. And all of a sudden baby moved to an optimal birthing position. They heard my voice change and they hurried in the room and said, okay, let's get you back in the bath. <laughs> and I got in the bath and it was like, everything just happened right away. And the process of laboring for those were so different because they were there monitoring me, but it wasn't with a monitor strapped around me. They could check me in the bath and check my, the baby's heart. And they could, they would ask me, do you want us to see how dilated you are? Do you want us to check your progress? And I might say yes, or I might say no. And if I'm just growing with how my body is naturally feeling and naturally progressing, and I can tell I'm progressing and that I'm allowing my body to open with each contraction and I'm allowing the baby to move down. I don't need them to tell me a number because I know a number doesn't equal a baby, a baby born equals a baby. So the whole process was just different. Um, so fast forward to baby five and, um, I'll keep this one a bit quicker because it was quicker. So I labored and I knew, okay, baby's going to be born tonight because I could tell the way my body labors. And it was right around the time, the due date window. That's another thing that changed. Oh, poor due dates. When you're in a hospital (laughs) and you're told to due date and you think, okay, that's when baby needs to come. And that date has such power. Whereas by the time my last baby was being born, I never even told people, my date. I told them a window, like, when is your baby due? Oh, end of October, early November. We'll see. 
And they'd say, oh, okay, when do they do? I said, well, I mean, the date they're saying is November 3rd, but it's always a window. So probably early November. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't, a, it wasn't, the date wasn't stressful to me. Um, but anyhow, November 3rd, that night I went, I went into labor and I knew it would happen. So I told, we called the midwife, let her know, Hey, baby's going to come probably in the morning. We'll let you know. Cause again, I know my body well, baby five, my body labored very differently. And I went quickly from relaxed contractions in bed to, um, once I got up and allowed myself to move a little bit, my body was like, oh, hey, we're going to have a baby. And so contractions were just hard and on top of each other. We called the midwife. She came at the same regular pace as she always did, but my body was ready faster. So we prepared the bath and I got in the, well, we, my husband, I was like on my hands and knees and very intense labor in my bathroom. It's not like it was beautiful. All of the steps. I feel like there could be this idea that, oh, it's always lovely. And all of that, like, no, it's not always lovely. You know, when you're throwing up and your mucus plug is on the floor, like, <laughs> that's not beautiful. But when you have scripture on your wall that says you hem me in before and behind me, and you're focusing on Lord, you are the same before this contraction. Lord, you are the same after this contraction. God, you made my body to do this. I will rest in you and allow you to bring this baby into our home and into our family. That is a completely different place to have your mind than let me breathe through this contraction and make it through this moment. Anyhow, got in the bath and I knew baby's going to come soon. And so I told my husband, get my mom because she was there to take care of the other kids. It was middle of the night. She comes in. I reached down. I said, he's going to, he's going to come soon. And my mom's sweet mom pulls her sleeves up to reach in. I said, it's okay. I've got it. And I reached down and I said, there's his head. He's about to be born. And with my next contraction, his head was born. And I knew it might concern them, but I was not worried. It was peaceful. It was during COVID of all things. And so I would have expected a completely different birth experience than what I was getting to have. And so once his head came out, I said, I'm fine. He'll be born after with the next, the rest of him will come with the next contraction. And so they were there and the rest of him was born with the next contraction. And I don't even say that, like I pushed him out. It was just that he was born. My body did what it was supposed to do. So I relaxed. He came out. I lifted him up and got to bring him to my chest. There were a few moments of concern because it took a minute to get him breathing well again, but it was just incredible. And I'll um, share some pictures out of it, of it on my Instagram, right? When he was up on me that our birth water even was clear because I had been going through all of this work to keep my platelets up and to keep my body healthy. And it was such a gift that I didn't even bleed any, which if you see home birth pictures, most people wouldn't even know this, but there's a reason they're normally black and white. Birth water is not normally this beautiful, clear scene. No, 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 no. There's a lot of other things in the water. And if you want more on that, we can talk more about that some other time. But um, anyway, it was just a beautiful gift that he was born in that way because um, since my midwife runs a birth center, she was having to be very aware of her COVID practices and being very cautious of that to follow the guidelines in our area. It's been very um, strict here. And so... um, Since she wasn't with us though, I was able to say, Hey kids, come on 
in and my mom went and got all the kids. Everyone got to be present for his birth. And it was just a really beautiful, sacred. And I say for his birth, they actually weren't with me while he was being born. But once he was soon as he was born and up with us, they got to come in and be with us. And then shortly after my midwife came and mm-hmm. then the kids all went back to their own rooms and she came in and she said, Oh, congratulations. Well done. <laughs> and, and it was beautiful. And, um, I actually, it's so interesting. I did not tear with my fourth or fifth births. Um, because it was just my body relaxed, allowing a baby to be born in a very different way than it had been for my others. So it was a wonderful, wonderful transition and growth through all of, all of my births. Clearly. I mean, that, that, that much is so clear. And I do feel like in, from my experience, the, the hormonal release that I experienced and both of mine were born at home. I feel like that, especially with my first, I wasn't a, I wasn't a believer. I was not a firm believer Mm. with my first and her birth was what really opened me up to, Oh, Oh honey. (laughs) You know, if you think that you understand what love is, you know, if you think that you understand the limits of love, you do not. And that hormonal experience of where I realized there's a whole other room to my heart that I never knew was there. And if that's there, what else is there that I don't know? And that really, that I, I believe that is, that is one of the massive changes that happened that allowed me to actually meet the Lord and, and finally understand. So it can be such a huge shift. And, and even if it's not that, just the way that you were propelled into motherhood through your birthing experiences, it can be such a positive and powerful transformation. And it certainly sounds like that, Krista, through all of your journey, you know, it, from starting from beginning to end, seeing the changes that you made and, and with those changes comes that confidence and that knowledge that you were designed to do this. You were designed to give birth. You were also designed to be the mother to these children and to disciple them and lead them. And that is, it's so beautiful to hear. And I know that your listeners are going to love this. It was such a joy to hear your story. And I'm, I'm sure that they are all nodding their heads in agreement right now. Well, one of the things that you mentioned too, that I was just thinking about the difference too. So in my, in my, when, with the spiritual aspect of it, I had never even considered that with my hospital births. And I remember a moment when, and, and even with my, with my third birth, I'll find, I'll find pictures of what my birthing space looks like that I prepare in our home with my third, fourth, and fifth, because it changed also as I changed, I mean, you grow and change as a person over time. And as I grew and changed and with my third, I remember, or with my fourth, I remember for the first time incorporating some worship music in a different way and thinking about there's that worship song that says, um, as your love in wave after wave crashes over me, crashes over me, you are for us, you are not against us. And champion of heaven, you made a way for all to enter in. And I remember singing that song as I was in my heart. Mm-hmm. It's going to make me emotional. I haven't thought about this for a long time. And my heart singing that as I was laboring and realizing, like associating my contractions with waves and being near the beach and going to the ocean and seeing just the the intensity of the waves as they come in and the peace of the waves as they roll out and thinking through my contractions that in that way and associating them with the love of the Lord and that he is constant as the waves are constant and these contractions are constant 
and he is for me. He is not against me. He is going to bring this baby into the world and resting in him in such a different way. It's really miraculous when you allow your labor and your birthing to be a part of who God made you to be and allow him as the creator to be present in it, whether it be in a hospital, whether it be in a place of sacrifice of saying, I don't want to have another C-section. This isn't my desire, but I believe God gave us a baby and I believe God gave me my body. And I believe that God put me in a day and age where my my baby can be born in this different way that would not be my plan, but I'm going to sacrificially put myself aside and I'm going to give him my anxiety and I am going to trust him with this process. I don't want to go through, but I love him and I trust him and I trust his goodness in my life in spite of not being able to do things the way I want. I realized that the way I got to have births really is a privilege and mm-hmm. um, I have many friends who I know would love to be able to go through that process and feel lost at not having that opportunity. And so I do realize that it is a privilege and I'm thankful I've had the opportunity and that my body's able to. And I'm also so thankful that we live in a day and age that God is present and God is at work in you and God can grow any mom and bring them closer to him through the process of how their baby comes into this world, whether it be through birth, you know, vaginally at home, or, or if your safest place is in a hospital through a vaginal hospital birth or through a C-section or through adoption, that his heart is just as present and just as miraculously at work. And I believe that his redeeming, sanctifying work can be done just as much in any of those spaces as we hand it to him and make our hearts open to his presence in that way. So absolutely. He's not limited to a one type of birth, (laughs) you know, not limited to his grace for us that, Oh, Krista, this has been so illuminating, such a joy to hear your stories. Thank you so much for letting me come on and, and get to ask you some questions and hear you share your heart in such a beautiful way. Thank you so much. Will you, will you tell us about your um, happy home birth Academy for a minute? Because I think, like I said, my education is what really shifted my um, birth process for me. And I think that if more moms had that option and I will link my book in the show notes, of course, for people to be able to check out too. But I think sometimes a person could take things to a completely different level than just a, um, than just a book. Right. Oh, well, thank you for giving me that opportunity. I will say, like I mentioned with my first birth, it was at home. It was a very intense labor. Um, and I, but the, the experience after was just beautiful. But with my second, as I prepared, I'd already started my podcast and I'd heard other birth stories and thought, wow, you know, there, there may be more to this. And at that point I was a believer and I knew that I wanted this to be as spiritual as possible. I would give myself and wait for the Lord. And so that's what happened. And it was a peaceful, undisturbed, just it was it was everything that I could have asked for in a, a birthing experience. Mm-hmm. And so through that, I had created all of these different techniques. Um, and I married that with all of the knowledge that I gained as a student midwife. And so I created a, um, a childbirth education program once my baby had been born called Happy Home Birth Academy, which clearly it is directed towards mothers choosing home birth. And it's just a way to comprehensively prepare you for giving birth at home. So we, it's, it's, uh, 
seven phases of preparation. So it's preparing your mind, your techniques, your body, um, you're preparing your husband, all of these different ways that we prepare, which includes, of course, the relaxation techniques, Krista, that you were talking about that really helped you so much learning to relax into your body and let your body do what it was designed to do. Um, so that has been significant. It has been so enjoyable to be able to walk with mothers through their experiences. Now, hundreds of students have gone through the program and it is just such a joy. And I have had many students who knew they weren't planning on giving birth at home, but thought that this would be the most adequate education for how to, to let their bodies work in the way that they were designed to work. Um, so yeah, so that's that's the program and you can find more information about it on my website. I know Krista, you've mentioned my website um, and or you're gonna link my website and on Instagram, places like that. But And also just feel free to reach out to me at any point if you ever have questions. That's excellent. Well, Caitlin, thank you so much for joining us again. This has been so much fun and just such a joy to get to share this sacred part of my story and my life with my listeners today. So thank you so much. Thanks, Krista. What a joy it was to be able to have this conversation today about bringing our births home. And I did not expect myself to go to such an emotional place, but it's just incredible when you're a part of something so sacred and so miraculous how the Lord just does such a real stirring in your heart and just bringing back all of those feelings. And I'm glad that I could share that with you. I hope it was a blessing to you. And um, there are a few conversations, if you like conversations that are birth related or early mom related. We did a couple of other podcasts. We did one a while ago with Ashley Haunts about um, the joys and challenges of breastfeeding, because that also was its own journey for me. It did not start beautifully. It started very difficult actually. And um, it would be a very helpful one for you. She's a lactation consultant and she just has a whole lot of wisdom and the insight even in breastfeeding that I just did not even realize. It was a wonderful conversation. I also did a podcast about chiropractic care in pregnancy and through childhood and with moms. And so that would be another really good one that you could go back. If you enjoy the pregnant type topics, or maybe you are pregnant, I would highly recommend you go back and listen to that conversation about chiropractic. And I will um, mention in the show notes, what episodes those are. So thank you again so much for being here. And I'm so glad you could enjoy join us for this special conversation today. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends.